Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Welcome to the Big Weekly Blend podcast here on Big Blend Radio. Uh, we love this show. We get to celebrate the whole week and we always get great guests on the show uh, with Nancy and I talking about all kinds of topics and celebrating pop culture and different, you know, all those wacky holidays, right? Uh, we like to look at those and go, okay, who created that? Why? Like it's National Cherry Tart Day. Who started that? <laughs> um, but I'm not going to go against it, you know, whatever. Uh, today, we're going to celebrate, obviously, Father's Day is today, uh, this, the day this podcast airs, even though it's got, you know, a listening shelf life of a week or however long you want to listen to it for. Uh, Pride Month, obviously, we're doing that. We're going to be talking about music. We're going to talk about books. We're going to talk about summer because summer solstice is coming up this week. Aren't we happy about that? So a lot going on to talk about. We've got three special guests joining us. Uh, we're going to start off with singer-songwriter Johnny Schaefer. You know he's been on our show over the years. You can go to his website here, johnny.com. So welcome back, Johnny. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having having me back and for uh, bringing on Gayla and Jill as well. Um, how have you been doing? No, doing good. Traipsing across the country. I think the last time we talked to you, um, you were on with Peggy Fiondaka from LDV Winery and Glenn um, over in England at Norfolk Tours, and we were in Maryland. And since then, we went from, <laughs> where did we go? We went from Maryland okay. to Asheville, North Carolina, to um, Nashville, to Oklahoma, to Iowa, to Indianapolis, where we are now. And as this airs, we'll nice. be driving to Grapevine, Texas. And last time we talked to you, um, you were on your way to Mexico. Or you just came back from Mexico. Yeah, you, was, you were on your I was way. In, I was in Mexico. That's right. You were in Mexico. That's right. That's right. I remember. Yeah. Oh, man. It, from your Facebook post, it looks like you had a ball and an amazing oh, yeah. time. Oh, I love it. It was thing. fantastic. Yeah, we went to different parts of Mexico. We spent some time in the Yucatan, in Merida. And mm. then we were... Um, we were in um, Michoacan for a while. Mm. Uh, we were in Ixlaquitzla, which is the town that my husband Paco's father is from. And so I got to meet lots of his family, um, which was really nice. So uh, we saw, so, you know, we, we went swimming in um, cenotes, which are mm. underground uh, water chambers that are sacred, you know, um, in the Mayan culture. And, uh, uh, beautiful i've got some some pictures online and and it's it was an extraordinary experience and, and you're in the area of like michoacan uh, that area is known for uh the monarch buff butterflies and the migration yes and the last trip any? we went we saw that yeah we thought we got to see them actually um millions of them and they were flying all around us and i think i have some videos from way back you know on there oh. on my facebook too so yeah it was a it was a beautiful experience. Just, did you see any mm, flamingos? So. That's important. We did. We did. Yeah. The Yucatan uh -huh. Peninsula. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. I yeah. know we're going to talk about Wisconsin, and we love Wisconsin. In fact, we'll be there in the next couple of weeks again. Nice. <laughs> and um, and uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so everyone thinks people put uh, flamingos up in you know in Florida is like the flamingo <laughs> place. It's mm -hmm. it's not true. Like Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, especially in the university areas where, you know, the, the students are and, and 
you know, professors and everything, they all have mm-hmm. pink flamingos outside their houses. And so our first time uh-huh. there, we went through all the snow and snowstorms and fun stuff. <laughs> and so it's really cool to see all the, the pink flamingos in snow. But it turns out that this is a big deal for the uh-huh. university. It was some big party and I don't know, something happened. Mm-hmm. And it, even Chevy Chase called in and, and Belushi. Uh, it's this whole story of the pink flamingo. Wow. And I don't know, they, I don't know, somebody got drunk. They had a toga party. And next thing you know, <laughs> they covered the lawn of the university with pink flamingos. So anyway, wow. I'm getting the story wrong. And the, I'll, I'll find the link and mm-hmm. put it in the show notes with everything. So everyone, as there you know, go. in our show, uh, the show notes, you're going to see links to uh, Spotify and YouTube for music playlists. All the music is going to connect with our guests and it's going to connect with the holidays for this week. Um, on our site, we'll have a link to our site where it has a page with, um, so it lists the different holidays for the day, uh, each day of the week. And to just give you a basic overview, we don't go in depth, and um, but you'll get a quote of the day and also links to articles and recipes and all kinds of cool stuff that goes with it. So I will make sure to put the link for the pink flamingos in there so you can see that about Madison. Um, but yeah, we've got some special guests that Johnny is bringing on because Johnny's got a new single coming out and it goes with an awesome book that I want to read. It's called Don't You Dare, or you can listen to the book because the song, it, the title track to it is for uh, the audio book of it. And so we're going to talk with author Gayla Turner. She's coming on and also uh, Jill Knight is joining us. She's also a singer songwriter and she's the one who covers the song. Johnny wrote it and she sings and performs it. So let's start with Gayla. You can go to her website, GaylaTurner.com. Welcome to the show, Gayla. How are you? Hey, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And happy Pride Month. Yes, to everyone. Happy Pride Month. And your book definitely goes with this. And we can't wait to dig into your family history because it really goes into history that I think people don't know in this country. The, you know, it it's I'm I'm curious because especially because the history goes into rural Wisconsin. And I, I wonder, like, would anybody think about this? You know what I mean? Did people know exactly. what was going on? So um, Right, exactly. Yeah, and I love the title too, but I, I want to bring Jill onto the conversation into the conversation. Her website is jillknight.com that's k-n-i-g-h-t she's the knight don't mess with her welcome jill how are you hi i'm doing quite well and it's really nice to be here thanks for having me awesome good to have you here so gala let's start with you can you give everyone an overview of the story of don't you dare it's out now everybody you can get it an audiobook you can get it um in print all those great places but um, this really goes into your family history, and you never know what you're going to find in your family history. We have witches and warlocks, right. which I think is darn cool. But uh, let's talk about mm-hmm. your grandma, because um, this is fascinating, because you you got to read people's letters and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, I found this, um, and this whole thing is is an uh, amazing journey and kind of an accident, quite honestly. It's like I... Uh, I was going through some of my mother's old photos that I found in the back of her closet, and I came across these photos uh, that said our wedding on it. So I thought, well, great. These are my grandparents' wedding photos. And um, as I was looking at the photos, I realized that, uh, and these are photos dated back uh, on June 8th, 1915, and realizing that yeah, that the, uh, the the gentleman standing next to my grandmother in the wedding photos was actually a woman dressed uh, as a man. 
And wow. there was a series of wedding photos that were taken on that day um, that, you know, portrays a, a typical wedding where it was a, uh, there was a, a groom, there was my grandmother who was dressed as a bride. She had the bouquet of flowers, she had the veil. Um, and then there was also kind of a, a best man and the best woman there uh, standing by their side. So, um, you know, it was something when I was asking my mother who was alive at the time, you know, to kind of look at these photos because I'm seeing not what I don't, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around what I'm seeing. Um, so all along, I'm talking to my mother who was sitting next to me when I discovered the photos. And she's confirming that, you know, the photos I'm looking at were, they were actually her mother. She goes, yes, that's my mother. And I'm like, well, who's this, who are these other people here? I'm like, who, please tell me who these people are. Um, and, you know, she didn't really divulge any information. Uh, unfortunately, she was also suffering from dementia at the time with oh. the, the early signs of dementia. Um, so it, it made the, the conversations difficult, but, you know, you, you have a, you know, I, I knew my mom well enough to know that she knew more than she was maybe willing to share with me. Uh, so mm -hmm. I kind of knew at that point, even that this, there was uh, some digging that I needed to do uh, as far as who these people were in the photographs. Um, clearly, you know, the, the wedding took place between um, my grandmother and the other woman that was in 1915. My Grandmother married my grandfather in 1921, so there was a, a clear separation of the two events, and uh, wow. also with the photographs that that my my grandmother had collected through the years was not just a single event; it was a lot of events. It was a lot of different seasons. There was other women involved with the with the photographs that were showing that I that I had found, and um, you know, so I knew it wasn't just anomaly. I knew that there was something there within the photographs that there's a story to be told. And quite honestly, I'm the only person in my family that would even even have realized that the women or that the gentlemen were actually women. So um, which is, is another one of those uh, ironic parts of the journey is that I was really the only person that could have found the photos that knew really uh, what they meant. So that's kind of where my journey starts is just finding out who these other people were, what brought them together, especially in a small town of Wisconsin, yeah. uh, for God's sakes. And, and this town in Wisconsin, in, in Amherst, Wisconsin, even people that live in Wisconsin don't know where Amherst is. It's a very, very mm -hmm. small town. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful town. I, I actually traveled there twice uh, as I was writing the book just to, to kind of experience um, what it be, what it might have been like for my grandmother to have lived there, and and kind of my journey as far as uh, it's a kind of a parallel journey to be honest with you, because along the way, as I'm discovering things, I'm also kind of reliving what her life may have been like, and that's where my my imagination kind of kicks in and starts saying, well, these are the events, these are the people, what brought them to that final event where they took that photograph, and that's mm. kind of uh, the essence of the book itself was just really capturing those moments in photographs. And uh, I think what Johnny had done is he, he did an amazing job of capturing that mm -hmm. same essence with his song. Uh, so I think it kind of comes full circle as far as, um, you know, acknowledging the photographs 
and having them represent um, a, a love that could never be shared uh, beyond the photographs. But those photographs, from what I've seen, it there's a there's a naughty spark in their eyes. There's a, I mean, don't you dare, <laughs> yeah. right? That and that was yeah. the first thing that captured me. I went, they're like, oh yeah, watch this, you know. And I yeah. I think it's interesting that this was in June, you know, June, uh -huh. and here we are, Pride Month, you know, and yeah, you know, a when, lot of. Yeah. yeah, when you when you look at um, LGBTQ history now, LGBTQIA, John, you're going to have to um, educate us a little bit on that part. Um, we're learning, you know, um, and that's the thing. That's that's why these conversations and and stories and music and these conversations must be had, so we have a better right. understanding of each other. And um, trust me, it's really interesting driving across the country and looking at billboards. I'm going to have to start photographing them all. But um, it's, we still have to have education, but going back then, it, I mean, I think when we look at the history, and if you go back in history, I mean, people have been hiding it for years. I mean, centuries. Exactly. And now yeah. our first thing is, oh, we think of Stonewall and, and things like that, but mm -hmm. um, there's gonna be communities, hidden communities everywhere. You know, I know growing up in South Africa, I had a lot of friends who were gay and um, and didn't understand, didn't know. And it was very, um, it, it isn't like what it is now. Let's put it that way. You you didn't, you, you just kept, everybody was quiet. It was just quiet, quiet, quiet. And um, to the point of if people made gay jokes that our friends would be part of it just to cover up, you know what I mean? Right. Um, to hide that. Yeah. And which is pitiful, you know, and sad that that had to happen, and, but that's time. And of course they want us to hide again. Like that's, that's kind of that's the whole point the, of a lot of what's going on right now. Yeah. That's why the billboards yeah. are fascinating. I mean, right now, I mean, women's rights are out and that means, you know, what's right. next, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. we, yeah, it's a very interesting time. And I think that's something that's important when you read stories and true stories, um, what has the feedback been like, Gayla, in regards to people reading it? Is there more understanding because this is a true story? Um, you know, getting right. that kind well, of history. Yeah, what, what's the feedback been like? Interesting enough is that a lot of the, the most positive feedback that I'm getting is from non-LGBTQ+, mm -hmm. because they're now understanding. It's that light bulb that goes off over the head that kind of says, oh, I get it. Okay, you've always been here, but you had to hide. And like, yeah, exactly. And this is why, uh, you know, these stories are so important for for us in, in the community is to shed light on that. And what I wanted to do with the story is not just tell, I, I, I guess I could have just stuck with the facts and given a very kind of a very dry portrayal of of my grandmother's life and the other women that are in the photographs. But I wanted to lend it uh, kind of more of, of a personalization. I wanted them mm -hmm. to understand the characters. I wanted them to feel the characters and what it might have been like to have been queer over a hundred years ago, or even mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it, it's just yeah, you know, just I wanted to have them understand that that we have always been here. So it was really a part of um, entertaining because I I like to be entertained. I think people mm -hmm. retain better. I think people enjoy a story rather than a, just a kind of a more of a textbook uh, analogy of, of research that I had done. So that's why 
uh, it was important for me to also weave in there uh, my research, uh, but also weaving their personalities that I started to to gradually get to understand them as I was reading newspaper articles and going to archives and going back there. And, and I had a much better sense of who they were and the fun that they would have and the things that they would do. I thought it was important to tell their, their side of the story and, and making them human. Mm. Because I, don't, I think it's easy for people to not to just say, oh, well, that was just an anomaly that, that didn't really matter. But I wanted to make them human within the story. Very important. Um... We do a radio show with Mike Guardia. He's a, um, a just award-winning author that has written over 25 books um, in military history. Some things get into the whole battle strategies and what a tank and a fighter jet is that I, you know, I have no clue, but he teaches us. But what he really does, even no matter what he's writing about, it's about the soldier's stories. So people actually understand what people go through going to war, going through training, um, so that it's not just a, a number or a statistic you see on the news, you know, or in the news and just put humanity behind it. And I think what you're saying is so true because people want to read people. They, you know, when you're reading or listening to a book or listening to a song, you want the story of someone so that you can find a common ground and, and um, identify with them. And at the same time, you're showing love where a lot of times what we're seeing in political dramas and fights that keep going on is it always seems to be that they're thinking of sex, like the actual physical right. part of sex, uh -huh. right? Versus love. Right. And that is right. from what I've seen just personally in life that people forget that this is about love and care. And it's really not just about that, you know? Uh, no, actually, your point about um, people making it all about sex is really important. I had a conversation recently with someone, and um, she was talking about protecting children. And I said, well, part of protecting children is to acknowledge that children are going through these, these feelings. And for me, I knew since I was four that I was different. And right away, she said, oh, that's so disgusting. Who thinks about sex when they're four? And I said, well, if I never have sex, again, in my life, I would still be gay. Like there's, there's so much more to being gay than just who I sleep with. It's mm. just, it, it kind of is part of my whole persona. And honestly, I didn't come out till I was 23 and I tried to hide it. And yet all through school, kids picked up on it and they called me all the ex expletives that people say about gay people all the time. And, um, even though I never gave them any indication that I was gay, but they still picked up on it. So there's something that is not about sex that is part of being gay, at least for me. And um, this whole emphasis, like the things people bring up are are often very like disgusting, like things that I wouldn't even think about. And that's what they, they, they'll pick something that they find that's very you know, fringe or whatever, or, and, and they'll focus on that. And they think that we're all, this is how all gay people are or whatever. And so to your, to your point, I think that, um, uh, it's really, for me, it's always been about love. In fact, I have a song called it's about love. And mm -hmm. during the whole prop eight thing, when prop eight was passed in California and they were trying to, um, suppress gay marriage, my whole thing was, it's about love. Like it, it's, um, it, it's my right to 
marry a person that I love. And mm. so um, I think Gayla really beautifully brought um, across the love story in, in her book. And that was why it was so compelling to me and why I felt moved to write a song after I read it. I mean, because it just, um, it, it did really in, uh, emphasize the fact that, that really this is love, like love is love. Like, you know, the people have mm-hmm. been saying a lot, there's the hashtag love is love. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember when you were talking to us, I think it was in the new year, um, talking about that you wanted mm-hmm. a, a woman to sing it, you know, so that it would make sense yeah. with Gayla's book. And here comes Jill Knight. And Jill, uh, did you enjoy mm-hmm. performing it? Because you did an amazing, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I love your voice too. It's, it's well, beautiful. thank you so much. I was, um, I was really honored to be asked to do so. And it just came at a, a really great time because I was stuck between slides up here near Big Sur, California. Mm. Um, and uh, but I had a couple of hitches because the power went out, you know, for days. And uh, Johnny was probably thinking, who is this woman that I, <laughs> I got to do this song that lives <laughs> in the woods and doesn't have Internet? Um, but I was just so intrigued by the story. And to me, um, you know, to hit on what Johnny just said, it, I was raised in the south, uh, in the deep, mm. you know, south, Savannah, Georgia. Mm. And so coming out was really Savannah. slow very slow for me as well. And that seemed to be what most of my family thought was just that, that awful part that the world seems to think of, you know, and, 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 and not about love. And so, um, and it is about love. I mean, everything's about love. Um, Mm. And when I read this, uh, I read, you know, what, what Gayla had written and I was getting to know Johnny and I was up here in the, you know, on this mountaintop going through a bunch of stuff because there wasn't much to do, you know, when, when it's raining cats and dogs and we're having a bomb cyclone here in California. And I came across a bunch of my own old love letters that I had been thinking about getting rid of. And I was like, Oh, no way. You know, cause what if, you know, what if I leave them and someone, you know, someone finds this year's, um, you know, down the road. And so, because of meeting Johnny and Gail, I decided to hold on to them for a while. Yeah, uh, but yeah, because that's part that's of your that. history. Yeah, and it what you could write, put is, them into a really song. Is. You know, put them into a it song. Is. And uh, when I when I heard the you know melody and the lyric, I was like, oh my, this is really beautiful. It was very cinematic, and mm-hmm. I was like, how am I going to portray this and and really do this? And I had done a couple of passes with the, another guitarist that he had hired, and finally in the end and and i'm so grateful for both of them for being so open that he they just let me put my own spin on it mm. and um and everybody it. seemed to give it the go ahead i want people to know so beautifully it it is it's it's just <laughs> thank it, you gels it, yeah. you listen you just your ears are wide open immediately you know and it's very touching well look and, what i had i mean you know a, i had a, a nice uh a nice song to work with mm. um that it was pretty easy because of that. Just had to find the right key mm. and uh, yeah. try to really convey it. I tried to just really convey it on some of the points uh, and, and put some emotion in, in places mm. where I thought I needed a little bit. Um, mm. So I thought it was. And you did great. a beautiful, you did a beautiful job. And there's also a, uh, we liked the guitar track and at the beginning of the audio book um, and then in different spots, the, the instrumental track is used as well. So um, on Spotify and iTunes and all the streaming platforms, the instrumental track is all are also available. Um, 
so that'll be both Jill's beautiful vocals and then also her beautiful guitar playing. Yeah. And uh, and it and it really I really does uh, I think the style that she settled into also really has both a um there's a there's a modern aspect to it and a very timeless aspect and I think that's part of this whole story you know Gala's you know telling a story that's a hundred years old she's also telling her story mm-hmm. and it it really speaks to the timelessness of the of the themes and so I love that the music sort of does that too mm-hmm. that was the first thing I thought was the timelessness of it and that it just mm-hmm. it you know okay. it yeah, that to me was the immediate thing. Um, but I do want people to know that it, obviously you get the audiobook, right? But it is out um, yeah. June 23rd. So you can pre-save it on Spotify, all those places. Um, so check all of that out. And of course, we're going to add it to our play- music playlists um, from now till eternity because, you know, we're we're immortal. Here. <laughs> but anyway, we're, uh, we love that. Um, Gayla, I wanted to go to you about this. I mean, because that's kind of novel to, I have to use that word. Um, novel to have uh, music in the audiobook. I think that's really cool to to have that in there. Um, it's really, I mean, when you think about how the book industry has really changed too, there's a it's an interesting thing to be able to have music in in an audiobook like that. Um, that's cool to have. And uh, I thought it was just a, a really good balance between Johnny's song and Jill's voice. It kind of hit all the senses, you know. It kind of made sense for me to say, "Yeah, this is this is a full sensory experience." You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, I want people to to think about the story. I want them to live about, you know, and, and understand that, you know. First of all, when I wrote the book, I never considered it LGBTQ plus, and people are like, "What? How do you mean that?" Uh, but the, but the truth is, it, it is. You know, we keep on driving that home. It is really about the love that they had shared all those mm-hmm. hundred, you know, hundred years ago. Um, so I think adding the song to it, it just kind of resonated with me. And um, the lyrics that that Johnny that Johnny wrote and 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 with Jill's voice, it just you know, it still plays in my head. You know, I still mm-hmm. think I, I can easily think of that song and play the lyrics and 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 listen to the song. Um, you know, playing. So I think that's when you can have that kind of magic and that's kind of what I consider it. Um, you, you just, it just makes sense to to mm-hmm. incorporate all those different facets within um, the audiobook spectrum. And uh, I'm just thrilled to death that, uh, you know, we kind of pu- pulled it all together. And the weird thing is I, I actually never met Jill before, which is so weird, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just really thrilled that we could all kind of pull it together. I love it. I love it. And here we're all having you guys on the show um, is awesome. And I love that uh, your narrator is Jill Perkins. So the Jills, you know, yeah. 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 Isn't that funny? That's funny too. Yeah. The Jack and Jills, right? So yeah. uh, Johnny, you're going to have to change your name. (laughs) So that's, I I, I love that. Um, But I think the next step is it has to be on the screen. I think, you know, we need mm-hmm. that now. I think it would make a yeah. really cool uh, movie. I, you know, I haven't read the book yet, and and of course now I'm going to have to I'll have to get the audio book now because now we got the music and you can listen to mm-hmm. it while we drive across country and look at bad yeah. billboard signs. Um, yeah, I had an amazing narrator. Her, her name is Jennifer Pickens. Oh, so Jennifer Pickens. Amazing... I thought it was Jill. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I see. Mm-hmm. There it is. I'm the one who's wrong there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 
Yeah. So she's the one that did the, the narration on it. Um, she did an amazing job, and I just felt it was best to leave that to professionals to, to read an audiobook. And so I, I'm glad I made that decision. Who let the dogs out? Oh, <laughs> that sorry. was an uh, turn. That, no, yeah. I just love it. We always have dogs on the show. That's dogs, Linus. cats. And in, in a couple, mm-hmm. in about a month, in a month, it'll be donkeys. So yeah, we've had, oh, yeah. we've had oh, awesome. all kinds of things. On, yeah, we're, we're, we're open to animals here. Um, but I was going to say too, uh, it would be great to have a movie uh, made on that as a, as a next step. I think um, it would be very cool. Um, so everyone, again, herejohnny.com is a website for Johnny. Keep up with Jill at jillknight.com. I don't know who Jill Perkins is, but, you know, her name apparently popped in my head. But um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'll just make up my own characters. And, of course, galaturner.com for Gala's book. Go there. It's on everything that you want, Audible, Amazon, IndieBound, all of it. Um, but, you know, it is a holiday. So I think we've done a good job on Pride Month. But, Johnny, can you explain what is this IA? I, I'm, I'm trying to get uh-huh. it straight. Yeah, I'm, I should say, I'm trying to get it straight. I don't want to make it straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's all, you know, uh, we're about all. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, well, well, you know, our community is about inclusive, inclusivity. And um, so, the, you know, it's a lesbian, gay, bi, transgender. And then the I is intersex. And the A is asexual. Okay. And then the plus is just for anyone who doesn't identify with any of that. And um, the whole point of it is just to to say that, I mean, a lot of people reject labels to begin with, and they don't really want to be labeled. And uh, there's, I, I know people who've been rather fluid in their lives. Um, for me, I, I knew pretty early on that I was gay, although I fought it for a long time. But I know people who've been much more kind of in the middle. And, you know, they used to talk about the Kinsey scale. Um, I saw a very interesting TikTok video the other day by a um, by a Native American who was talking about being two-spirit. And he was explaining what that means, or, or they were explaining what that means. And they were talking about um, how they have both feminine and masculine aspects. And that was very apparent in their appearance. In fact, like we used to say androgynous um, Mm -hmm. and this person had, they clearly looked both feminine and and masculine and in in our traditional ideas of those things. And, you know, in, in all of this discussion about drag and everything, I always think about how really, you know, all that has changed over the centuries anyway. Like, you know, the pictures in the churches of Jesus and the disciples are long flowing robes and long hair. And then our founding fathers, they have frilly coats and high heels and powdered wigs and the whole thing. So <laughs> the it's powdered not wigs like still it's... crack me up. I'm sorry. I, you know, <laughs> you go to court, like I, I know in South Africa and in Kenya, that's what the courts. And um, I, we just, I mean, it, it was funny. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that, uh-huh. that was, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah a drag and doesn't and, matter. And <laughs> even the whole pink and blue thing, if you there's if if you Google it before nineteen twenty, I think it was, it was actually reversed because blue was considered the color of the Virgin Mary and pink was like a bold color, a royal color. And then it was a magazine article that got it started and it just got flipped. And and 
I've I've been in the store where a boy wanted a pink ball, and his mother, no, that's for girls, and and the boy started crying because he wanted the pink ball, and people get so adamant about these rigid ideas of masculine and feminine and. And it's just so odd because so much of it is just really arbitrary and made up to begin with. And so I think the whole the whole idea with the younger generations, when you talk to them, a lot of them are not about labels at all. And they're about, you know, just being yourself, whatever that is. And that's why they're focusing on pronouns that they don't feel like, you know, him or her addresses who they are. And and some of it was an adjustment even for me because I, you know, I used to think, well, they have, that doesn't make sense because it's one person, you know. Mm-hmm. But the whole the whole notion of it, and then I started to realize that some sometimes when I've been talking about someone, I will say them or they um, when I'm talking about one person. Well, they were doing, you know, and so it, that kind of helps me realize. Um, I think sure. that the whole idea of it is just to break down. Um, definitions that people aren't comfortable with. I like to look at people for who they are as a, as a human being. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't like being called straight because number one, if mm. anyone can see my posture, there's no way it's straight, right? Listen, like, <laughs> you know, my butt sticks out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about my belly, where that goes. You know, I'm getting older now. So some things are not straight. No, they're not straight. It's, it's not mm-hmm. straight. And so I don't like to be mm-hmm. called straight. And it sounds so boring and so normal. It's like, mm-hmm. and then yeah. if I say that, yeah. then people go, oh, that means you're gay. And I'm like, I don't really, mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm, mm. I'm a very happy single person who doesn't actually care about any of it. Like, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I'm into yeah. hanging out in nature, period. But I'm not, yeah. you know, I just don't call me straight. God, that just sucks. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> I hate it. It's like, oh, you straight well, or... And I don't like being called a cis person either. I just want to say that. I was going to bring that up. I don't like no, that. In South Africa, cis means gross. You know what? That it, yeah. If something mm-hmm. happens, you go, oh, cis. That means, oh, you. So no, I don't want to be called yeah, I you never, or straight. <laughs> yeah, I never heard that term until a couple of years ago. And it was odd that now I'm supposed to apply it to myself. And for me, I have a connotation with sissy. You know, oh, when I was a kid, yeah, I, was called, I right. was called a sissy. So when I hear sis, it just kind of has this little trigger Cis-gender. in me. And I realize that's about about me. But but uh, I will. I, it's kind of odd to me that people who are really adamant about wanting to be called certain things are really trying to impose this term on me that I never heard until a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting, all the, this label stuff. Yeah. I think we just all need to have a good party and get on with it. Listen to music, read <laughs> books, go. go out in nature, hang out with dogs, cats, yeah. horses, and yeah. donkeys. Yeah, let's let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. So let's let's do that. Oh, like- Summer solstice is coming up. Today is Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Father's mm-hmm. Day. Awesome. That you know, like all those holidays are complicated for everyone's got different backgrounds, and um, especially if people mm-hmm. are going through a loss of a father, and then there's stepdads, there's doggy dads, um, and so mm-hmm. you know, but. I say we celebrate those who have been good to us, you know, good mm-hmm. father figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we've got to have, we have Daddy Day music on the playlist for sure. One is mm-hmm. Da Da Da, which is from Lizzie Hara and the Madisons. I got to give them a shout out. They're based out in Tennessee in the backwoods. They're cool. 
very cool band. Um, so we always play that on Father's Day. But yeah, any anything from the three of you that you'd like to comment on in regards to Father's Day? Any, any shout outs, any memories or anything for Father's Day? Uh, just, well, uh, I... well, I just miss fishing with my dad. I've always been a tomboy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's what reminds me of Father's Day, going out on the boat in Savannah, Georgia. He's down in Florida now, so a shout out to Harold Knight. Does does Harold mm-hmm. Knight does he have cool. a flamingo? That's the most important thing. Does he have a pink flamingo? You know, I think he I think he I think he does, to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so oh listen, I mm-hmm. love Savannah about the pink pink flamingos. Savannah's mm-hmm. beautiful and Tybee Island. I love Tybee Island. We were there in December. Oh, I know. Uh-huh. Oh, man. And, oh, and just yeah. I Savannah's really love awesome. Yeah, it's, Savannah is awesome. I think so, too. Yeah, it was a great so place history. to grow up. It really was. Yeah, it feels like And the thing town. about it was, it was, a really, it was a really gay city when I was growing up. Really? You know, the drinking mm. age back then, of course, was 18 when I was growing up in Georgia. So there was mm. so many great nightclubs to go to and mm. just, you know yeah. disco down disco <laughs> nice. oh, oh boy yeah oh, party out and the forsyth park hmm. like are you a fan of the savannah bananas you bet no. i am they're not straight right <laughs> they're not straight they can't be straight <laughs> Well, they, they are, I'm sure that, well, my friend's son played for them and he's straight. No so I think, uh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm just, I was just actually referring to the shape of a banana, but I'll behave. Um, <laughs> but I'll behave. Sorry. <laughs> but that's cool. so, so Johnny, what were you going to say for Father's Day? Oh, well, I, um, when you were talking, I thought of a story that a friend told me. He used to go to prisons and talk to, you know, work with the inmates. And he, for Mother's Day, he went and had them all make a Mother's Day card for their mother, whether they were living or not. And he said that the guys were, it was a men's prison. He said the guys were so into it. Like a lot of them really took their time and they made these elaborate cards and everything. So then he thought, well, that went really well. Let's do it for Father's Day. And a lot of them were really angry, like they wanted no part of it. And he said it really shocked him. He said, I just, I had no idea. And I think, um, I think that there is a lot of uh, discussion about what, you know, around masculinity and around uh, father, fatherhood and a lot of the the fathers in my life, I just see them being very nurturing and very loving and very, um, you know, really participating in a more gentle way in their kids' lives. And I think this guy was saying that a lot of these guys were beaten by their fathers and things mm-hmm. like that. So I just want to give a, a shout out, I guess, to all the fathers that are doing, you know, because uh, I, I, I have a lot of friends who are fathers and I think they're doing a beautiful job with their kids and they really are nurturing um, and things that maybe in the past have been attributed to being motherly qualities. Um, they're, you know, I'm seeing a lot of the fathers that I know doing that same kind of thing. Yeah. You know, there's a generational thing, I think with that, the stiff, stiff mm. upper lip kind of thing. And, yeah. um, and, and that mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's a documentary coming out and, and it's, it's about PTSD. And everyone, we're going to be mm. airing this on July 3rd. 
and it is called mm-hmm. Here is Better. And it's about all these revolutionary techniques of helping. We have 31 million people suffer from PTSD in this country. And that's mm-hmm. a huge number. Mm-hmm. Of course, military veterans are at the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, but they also mm-hmm. look at what's happening and, you know, anybody is going through traumatic events like police and, and things. I, I always say we need to look at that, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And the one guy that was in the movie uh, was in the Vietnam War. Very gentle soul. You would never think that he was the door gunner. Like he would open up the door and fire, like, you know, crazy, you know, mm-hmm. heart like crazy, like, yeah. you know, fear, like to me, I, heck no, man, I'm, I'm running the other way. I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. But he did. And obviously, you know, went through, you know, PTSD. But now you think about that generation and his dad fought, right? And before him. And so he was under that stress to be in the military. He came back. He he got awarded. He had all these awards for what he did as a door gunner. And his dad didn't even say anything, didn't even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Meantime, he wow. went into this because of his dad. And through the mm. therapy in this documentary, and, and that com- it comes out on June 27th, which is National PTSD Awareness Day, um, mm. he found out like his resentment and anger and most of his PTSD was letting go of his dad and his dad obviously was dealing with it so you got to think about all the fathers that did world war one world war two the korean war coming Mm -hmm. down and Mm -hmm. i think there was that you're the breadwinner you've got to do this and a lot of guys in a at a young age had to become breadwinners i'm not excusing anything i'm just Mm -hmm. saying that i think that generation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it happened and there are a lot of secrets Mm -hmm. as gala knows (laughs) back in those days you know the closets were were packed um a lot of skeletons dangling around so but there were always Uh hush hush and then nobody talks about Uh them you know our family has stuff and we find out all the time and we're like man that's trippy let's check this out and the rest of the family no this didn't happen no no never Uh we're like dude it's cool check it out um so Uh yeah i think it's just that generational change you know um, Gayla, what uh-huh. about you? Anything to say for Father's Day? Uh, you know, just wishing all the, the, the dads out there happy Father's Day. Yeah. It seems like they always get the kind of the short end of everything. The moms get the, the roses and the guys, you know, kind of get a TV dinner. But uh, yeah, the tie. You know, get over the tie. Come on, no ties. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, my dad's been gone for uh, almost 20 years now. So, uh, it's kind of bittersweet for me, but I always take time to kind of think about him and and the fun that we did have. So, uh, you know, I, I cool. shout out to all the to the good dads out there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Now solstice is coming up, um, and this anybody yeah. wants to talk about National Cherry Tart Day? Um, I don't even know what day <laughs> that is. <laughs> I don't think we we care. But um, but um, also some uh-huh. summer solstice. I mean, that's a big deal. Um, I don't know. It's that whole change over here in the Western Hemisphere. And so I want to go to each of you, you know, June 21st is solstice and world day of music, just, you know, for Johnny and Jill. Um, mm-hmm. But I oh. think, oh, and June 19th, big deal is Juneteenth day. And it's lovely to see oh, yeah. so many states open up their eyes to it and um, actually do events and festivals. 10 years ago, we barely had it, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. any recognition. So I think right. we are getting better as much as we get bitter mm-hmm. about things. We are getting better more than you know Uh we may think but solstice let's go to summer so gala any good memories anything you love about summer 
Well, you have, like, a, things you my, do? My, my, my zodiac is a sun sign. So, you know, I'm all about summer, but, uh, you know, I'm, you know, just excited to kind of get into it. I just love all the fresh fruits and everything else that kind of happens when you're in this, this time of the year. So, uh, Got a lot of good times uh, that I've always had in summer and looking forward to more of those and uh, getting out, doing some traveling and just kind of getting out of the city as much as I can. Mm, exactly. The sun feels good. You know, um, I will say in Wisconsin, when we went through all the snow twice now, that sun doesn't feel warm then. There's no warmth. No, like, no. The, what is that? No, no. Like, it's yeah, the, I don't know. It's, this, I don't know, special kind of people live there. You know, I, I thought about moving there at one point, but I'm like, maybe not. You know <laughs> what? I actually really like girl, the Midwest. Yeah, it, we're Californian too, but I mean, I really like the Midwest and Wisconsin and all of that. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, and we went yeah. back first winter we were there. Nobody thought it was going to be a big deal. Well, yeah, um, I know about yeah. shoveling real snow and ice and the whole thing now, ice falling off roofs onto cars. I mean, and I would watch people at four in the morning get up and start, you know, doing their car mm. and the ice and, and mm. my heart goes out because they couldn't even have a toddy. They're going to work like to shovel snow. Mm. Um, my mom, Nancy, would make me a toddy. Go for it. Don't slide. And um, <laughs> but it was and I started to have fun, um, except for I realized that um, little mittens don't really mean a darn thing. But. We went back. No, no. We went back in summer, and we're going to do that. And we're going to Minocqua, uh, back to Minocqua after okay. we did snow there. And when we went to Madison, of course, now the flamingos were unsnowed, but it's so gorgeous. The sunshine in in summer in these areas with lakes and sun and people. Oh, it's amazing! I don't know, people know how to celebrate and get through the cold. They have a good hearty attitude like the the midwest they they get down man they party they they like you oh, know what really? yeah i mean they they don't sit and like become babies inside the you know like nancy and i going it's cold that's it we're in with the dogs yeah. we're not doing anything <laughs> right. they're like get out and um yeah get out and do things but summer is exciting because of that you know is that oh, the yeah. sun that's actually beautiful. feels warm and i shouldn't be out in it but i'm always in it and so i know i'm gonna get it but I love it. But Jill, um, where you are up in the Big Sur country, you do go through that change of weather. It becomes un, un, that Pacific Coast area in winter is cold, rainy, but it's still got a beauty to it that is amazing. But um, sun, sunshine, summer, ooh, beauty. I'm uh, looking at the Pacific Ocean right now under the sun, and it is just exquisite today. Um, but yeah, I love to get out and go jade hunting up the coast north of me for oh. fun. And I look forward to a lot of um, getting out and listening to a lot of music and going to some wineries and hearing some of my friends play in the area and taking Linus to the beach. And of course, Linus. I have a little orchard here. So I had my first nectarine today <gasps> and I'm looking forward to some nice berries and fruits as well. Mm. Nice. Now, Johnny, your background. I, know, I keep telling Johnny to come visit. I know. Yeah, I think Come you need on, to do yeah. a road trip. You guys should all get <laughs> yep. together. We should write a that, song together. Totally. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, we're yeah. going to have to do summer playlist. Okay, I'm going to have to go with that with music with mm -hmm. you guys. But Johnny, everyone's talking about fruits and everything. And where you come from in Porterville is like the breadbasket of America. I mean, you know about it fresh totally fruit on the side oh, yeah. of the road. Oh, my God. Plums, nectarines. Cherries. Yeah, cherries. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of my friends were, you know, farm kids, and so we used to get uh, 
particularly olives and navel oranges a lot mm-hmm. from, you know, families, that, you know, in the area. And then, um, but yeah, pistachios and, and, uh, a lot of oh, the man. a lot of the vegetables. Um, yeah, it was it was a great. Uh, you know, we we did a lot of shopping at the local fruit stands and vegetable stands. It was really nice. It's nice because it's normally picked that day. You know, and the plums. Mm-hmm. It's a thing about the plums out there. I want plums. Yeah, there's something about a mm-hmm. good plum. You know, it's got to make you pucker My... than make you smile with sweet. We want both. <laughs> Yeah. My grandmother had an amazing plum tree. It was the plums on that tree were just phenomenal. It was, yeah, we used to always mm. get a big bag of them when we went to visit her. Mm, nice. So what is your summer thing? <laughs> what do you like to do for summer? Well, you know, um, I always, I'm a, I'm a winter solstice baby and, and I do love nighttime and all that, but I love in you know, how the nights stretch out in the summertime, you know, like, um, the sun takes its time going down more so that I love the feeling in, in the evening where the sun's kind of waning and there's this feeling in the air and it's, so that's a lot longer in the summertime. And so I, you know, it's, it's interesting to think that already starting on the 21st, the days are going to start getting shorter again. Cause, um, I do like, you know, the, those kind of evenings where it's still light at nine thirty or whatever, you know, and, um, so, and when I, we spent the summer in, in Olympia, Washington, and mm. it was 1030, it was still bright outside. So, you know, it's, um, uh, I, I love that about it. And when, when we were in Mexico, there was a lot of celebration of the sun. A lot of the pyramids celebrate the sun. And we were in the town of Is, uh, Pan, I think it's called. And the whole town was painted yellow in celebration of the sun and corn. And, so, you know, I think we associate summer with the sun and um, I love sunlight and, you know, just all the things that, that come up along with, you know, what the sun brings, I guess. I'm, I'm with you, man, because the sun, you know, yeah. it's and we should harness more of it. It's like this free source that mm-hmm. we have, you know, oh, yeah. um, and it, for us, because of our travels across the country, you know, I, we do these marathon stupid runs across like oh we'll just drive across the country for four days to get somewhere for a weekend like i don't know what you know why not mm-hmm. and and then I've you forget it. it's I've winter it yeah like last year we did it four times and that doesn't include the up down mm. part of it you know it's kind of it's kind of we get a little silly we really do um i mean we mm-hmm. went what from lubbock texas to maryland to go to oklahoma like does that make sense no. that doesn't make no. sense but no. we're having no. a good time <laughs> But when it's winter, it completely sucks because I'm used to driving, oh, know. you know, Dark. for a long time. But and our thing is like exactly what Johnny's saying is, OK, are we going to see the sunset? Where are we going to be? But I like mm-hmm. to get up. So a lot of times if we're doing a big we'll get hotels here and there. But because we film um, nature and stuff, our thing is to we'll drive, 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 get to a little rest area. And then we people watch. That's a huge other thing. That's a, that's a, that's a, that is a sport mm-hmm. for us is to people watch. So yeah. that's, that's a whole other radio show, but it, mm-hmm. no, listen, listen, just like I was saying on another show that's coming up, we watched people like a woman file her husband's toenails down in a rest area 
on a picnic bench wow. in front of everybody. Oh, That's just one thing. Wow. That's just one tiny story of what we've seen. We've seen drug deals wow. go down. We have seen so much. It's like being in Vegas, you know, but yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's awesome. But anyway, we go out and we go to a wildlife refuge or a forest or a park, whatever it is, so we can get there for sunrise. So sometimes like when you go through like Arkansas, you can start seeing the mist come in at night, like the swamp mist, and then it just starts to rise up. And I don't know, you go into like the Midwest and the prairies have dew, even if it's summer, they have that little tiny chill that comes in at night through the prairies. And in the morning, it's like, it's damp yet, you can see it rise with the sunrise and all the birds and the meadowlarks are going on and deer are out and everybody's out. That's the beginning. And then you drive through little towns and you can see people's lights go on and you're going, are they drinking tea or coffee? You know, what, what, what's going on? Like, what are they doing today? Uh-huh. You know, so to me, uh-huh. the sun, that's the beauty. I mean, and you can drive for so many hours, so many long, like, and with our country being under construction, Pretty much every highway is on under construction. I appreciate having light. It's it's uh-huh. brutal. It's brutal, man. Yeah. <laughs> this road construction yeah. at night, you feel like you're you're landing in an airplane, like in a runway. You know, you don't know. Sometimes you're uh-huh. like, what? Yeah. Follow that truck. You know. So I'm with you on uh-huh. the sunrise. So let's see. What about uh-huh. music? Okay. So put a. You know, you're gonna go for a road trip. Like, what's a song? Like, let's start with you, Jill. What's the song that you want to hear on a road trip for summer? Top down, too. We want oh, the top goodness. down. Well, you know, when I, it depends on where I'm traveling. When I used to go on road trips huh. and I would go through the Southwest, um, I would mm. always put on, like, some of the Robbie Robertson, Red Road, oh, the yeah. Indian music that he did. Yeah, the, I love it. The, yeah, not yeah, Indian, the Native, Native American yeah, the Cherokee. Oh, I just love that. Um, mm-hmm. And um and dance. I just I really get my kicks with stuff like that. And then after after that, uh if you've got to get yourself through, like you said, Arkansas and Oklahoma, if you're on the forty, I really yep. need something upbeat, like some Rolling Stones or something to just like mm-hmm. keep it going, keep some kind of momentum going. But um I don't know. I have a, a wide variety of music. I you know, I like to listen to a lot of classical music when I'm traveling as well. And, it is um, cool. It just it it varies and jazz, and if it's saying if I'm coming back through the winter months, it's Vince Guaraldi, and the Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> Seriously, there you go. go that that Christmas that music. Is, I love that. You, we we use classical music to watch football or any kind of sports because we don't know anything yeah. about sports. But right but now, you- <laughs> um, I have a I have a few favorites. My go tos right now. I really like um, Leon Bridges. Oh, yeah. um, I love his soulful sound. It reminds me a lot of old uh, Sam Cooke and Otis Redding. Mm-hmm. It just has this real nostalgia, now, nostalgia good, feel. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. And yeah, I put that on and I just I start dancing around up here by myself. Uh, right Lord Huron is really good. Um, mm-hmm. And the Teskey Brothers. I like that. So I've been listening to a, a lot of soulful stuff like that. I love it. And I'm hearing more and more musicians, younger upcoming musicians, obviously like they're up there, and but like we're getting more of this, like even when people talk about Chris Stapleton, I'm like, I don't think he's country. I'm sorry. I think he's a soul mm-hmm. singer. No. I think he's got a mm-hmm. real he's soulful. soulful. Yeah, he's yeah, a soul he's singer. I, I, yeah. Did you imagine mm-hmm. if him and Sam Cook got together? Like that would have been mm-hmm. like interesting. What would have come out of that, you know? 
Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's him and Aloe Black would be cool together too. So let's go to you, Gayla. What's on your oh, music an, list? Yeah, that's that's another one. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Gayla, what about you? Yeah, well, I, my my taste my taste is really eclectic as well. It's like it, it all depends cool. on my mood. But you know, I, I recently went to uh, last weekend actually or. The, uh, went to the don't Joni you, Jam. Don't you, don't um, you, didn't, I don't, I saw that on your Instagram. Don't you, don't you even tell uh, us that you went to the gorge. You went to the gorge. You did it. I you, went to the gorge. Uh, all my I, friends I were there. Like, all my friends were there. Oh, be careful. Oh I'm going to have to call you straight <laughs> now. I'm just going to call you straight for the fun of it now because I'm so jealous. That was an amazing oh, wow. event. I will, yeah. So I'm still riding that high. And so I can listen to anything, Joni, anytime. And right uh-huh. now, especially, I could just like just listen to it all day long. I'd be just, I'd be uh-huh. just totally fine. But you know, I listen to a little bit of everything from, uh, you know, from Melissa Manchester to, to mm-hmm. you know, I just, I love it all. So um, I, I kind of go with the mood and seeing what kind of fits and looking around the channels. And sometimes I just land on something I've never heard before, and I'm just like, wow, I love that. I'm just gonna listen to it. I love that you said that. That's so cool. That is so cool. And it's so hard, though, across the country. Like, we listen to a radio station and Ooh, they yeah. Hotel California again, which sucks. And then you'll cross the county line and they'll oh, do it again because of no. all these typical playlists. But if you get to mostly university towns and you oh, tap yeah. into the – and, like, NPR sometimes has, like, a university channel, like, in some of the yeah. towns, depending. They have some good, and yeah, they have some good music. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I listened yeah. to an interview with Brandy Carlisle talking about Joni and how she she didn't even oh, listen yeah. to Joni like years oh. ago. Like she wasn't, know, this, her wife is like, we, we made divorce over this, you know. Um, but it's yeah, it, right. it, it, it's funny, but the whole thing, oh. you know, the gorge and to see Joni back out is amazing. But she did a I liked I like her voice as a as a um elder woman. Like she did the album. It's oh, got a different storyteller to it. Yeah, it's just yeah. got it's got more nice husky. more color into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's got. A, she's a storyteller by nature, anyways. But her, her her the the deeper voice, the tones of her voice, uh, it just kind of like just it changes the song from what you remember maybe thirty years ago. But now it's just like a different song, and you're just like, wow, you're just, it's like almost listening yeah. to the song over again, you know, for the first time. But her words, are, yeah, her words are so powerful and poignant. Oh my god, um, she's she's untouchable, ineffable. Uh-huh. I'm I'm a huge Joni Mitchell fan, and uh, yeah. so glad that she's out there still doing it. You know, yeah. like a little resurgence for her, and uh, yeah, timeless. She, and she I love her through better. every period she's been through, every phase. You know, I know. Mingus, uh-huh. yeah. the Hyera, the. Um, even the stuff she did with Peter Gabriel, that song, mm-hmm. uh, My Secret uh-huh. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. She did an she album with a painting. What's the album she did? I have it in storage unit. Um, <laughs> it's like, that's our life. Uh, but it's, there's an album she did, and she she's an amazing artist. And Bob Dylan, by the way, I'm she looking is. at his, oh my God, yeah. she's an amazing, uh-huh. I mean, it's to me when these, it's multifaceted. Um, she has an album um, where she has a case of you. And it's a, it was like one of her, I think it came out like maybe 15 years yeah. ago. And it's a self-portrait, but she had case of you. And that's uh-huh. when I heard it in uh-huh. that. Oh, here it is. Both sides, but she did both sides, but it was a different like acoustic sound. 
Um, that, right. I, I don't know if you, you guys know the album. And she's smoking a cigarette. And you can hear oh, it. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I know, I know, I know the, I know the, uh, the piece yeah. of art. Yeah. No, very, very colorful. It's very oh. colorful. Yeah. And that when she yeah. did "Case of You" on that album, I was like, that did it for me. That was like, that is one of the yeah. most epic, epic. Yeah, yeah. She sang that, and I was like, I think you could have. The gorgeous was probably twenty five thousand plus, and you could have hear, heard a pin drop. It was just oh, like, wow. it was like magic. Oh. It was like nothing. I've I, I've gone to a lot of concerts uh-huh. through the years and. Seeing a lot of people, but that was that was by far the the most amazing I've ever seen. So yeah, I could I can listen to that all day long. It kind of kind of reminds me of Lilith Fair with when Sarah McLaughlin. I've seen her come out on things, and it was like, oh, that is so cool that she was there. Um, yeah, she's got an incredible. Oh yeah, voice she was there for sure. Yeah, look what she did with Lilith Fair. I mean, that was amazing what she did. I, was I like, know. Oh, I remember that. I was, that was, I, that was that's a little bit Lilith yeah, in L.A. Oh like, man. Oh. I, I want to go San Francisco Lilith Fair. Oh, Did you? Yeah. Came through. Wow. Yeah. I was yeah. just That's getting awesome. to this country. I, I I was I think I was just moved into Florida from South Africa when that came when that happened. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is amazing, and all this music had changed because you know it was very um, English, like everything was European la- uh, labels in in South Africa, right. and Australia, New Zealand. We kind of had that connection, so. Midnight Oil and all of that was like a big deal and Crowded House and all of that was huge. And then got over here and it's, it was changing, but you had to import some stuff, you know, which was not, we didn't have the internet then, you know, so we're all so young, right, but, right. but it was, it was crazy, like getting here and all of a sudden this whole new other world of music has hit. And I was like, okay, I could like my home country. <laughs> I could get into this. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, and that well, was the time when a lot of females were dominating the um Alanis Marset, well. Joan Osborne, and I'm uh-huh. glad to see Joan Osborne back out performing too. She she's done yeah, some. She's yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Lennox. Yeah. Oh, and oh, you saw Annie. Ooh. I did. Yeah. She's amazing. That That's voice. Awesome. Oh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 This is cool. This is. Cool. I actually like her writing a lot too. Yeah, I think she's writer. under, she's um, sometimes under undervalued as a writer. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I I love her, and when she performed with David Bowie a few times, and I thought those oh, two yeah. together mm. were like amazing. I mm. think they did that one um, a concert in honor of Freddie Mercury's passing. Uh, just mm-hmm. YouTube it, and it's amazing. Um, they're just yeah, she. She has a syncopation that is different than uh, a, a timing that's different. Right, and right. it's almost more poetry, but it's not poetry. It, 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 you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's yeah, not, totally. she has, it's, yeah, she has a signature sound that no one can touch. It is just really quite mm-hmm. incredible. But yeah, Johnny, what's on your summer playlist? Well, um, I'm also really eclectic. I have, a, I have a few very eclectic, you know, playlists on Spotify and things. And, um, I, I do have a summer song of my own called Waves. It was on my first album and it's kind of got a little bit of a Beach Boys mm-hmm. feel to it. And it's, it's about, um, you know, life, all, life always happens in waves and, you know, you just got to take, go with the flow. And, um, but I, I spent a summer, I had a Suzuki Samurai that was convertible mm-hmm. when I was young. And I took a trip uh, to meet some friends in, Bozeman, Montana, 
And oh. I drove from L.A. to Bozeman, Montana in my in my convertible. And that was one of the most, it was by myself. And it was so, it was magical, like being on the road. And, you know, I went through some rainstorms and all kinds of things. So I had to put the top up really quick. But I was just listening to music the whole time. And, and that, at that point, <laughs> Corey Hart was really popular. And oh, yeah. he had this song called In Your Soul. And yeah, because it, it, it's in your soul. And, and uh, there were three songs on that album that I loved. And I associate the road with those songs because I listen to them over and over and over. And particularly that song, In Your Soul, has this, there's this carefree joy to it. And um, so whenever I think of road songs, that one pops in my head first. But um, I, you know, I'm on my playlist, you know, well, you know, when Paco and I take longer road trips, um, I do kind of like variety. So I'll have a, so, you know, I, I have one playlist that's all kind of high energy music. And if I'm tired or whatever, a lot of times I'll put that one on to keep me, you know, a little more upbeat. But if, uh, you know, if I'm not particularly tired or anything, I do like variety. So I'll have all kinds of stuff on there. That's cool, man. I, that's the thing. I think variety is, is it, man. It's the spice of life. After all, we're the blend, mm -hmm. just saying. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah. I think this is great. Yeah. You know, um, it's internet was Farmer Day on June 24th. And June 23rd, I just looked this up and I did not know this is National Pink Flamingo Day. Go figure. I did not know. Oh, wow. I oh, right. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> that's that, awesome. that is so cool. And then <laughs> June 24th, I think this is cool, is National Upcycling Day. So it's about using something, not just recycling, but upcycling. Oh. And, um, so, yeah, mm. I mean, to reuse things, I think it's really cool to upcycle. What can we do with them instead mm. of just keeping them in the landfill or tried? I mean, there's all these mm. stories. I mean, are things really getting recycled? So to upcycle them, um, it's the trash to treasure. Mm. And I think it's really cool. Like during the summer, if you can take on one craft, like if you've got broken dishes, you could make a mosaic out of it on some part of your house or make a bird bath or mm -hmm. something like that. You know, so I, I like mm -hmm. that. Have any of you done any upcycling? No? Yeah. Well, my husband Paco grew up in, you know, in Mexico in a really big family. So he's always been very resourceful and he's always taking things that I never would have thought of and making something out of it. And, you know, um, they'll take like the little pull tabs off of bottles and make something artistic out of a bunch of them or, um, you know, or he'll, he'll reuse jars and bottles and things like that. And, and it's always fun to see what he comes up with. That's cool. That's cool. We, we have to upcycle even just the way we travel on the road. Like if you end up with a plastic baggie, right. From like a Ziploc bag, and you can wash that thing out and use it as like putting your toothbrush in it or, you know what I mean? You can take things mm -hmm. just, that's a simple thing, but I mean, you can, you can take plastic bags and weave them into like a, a mat for the bathroom. People used to make mm -hmm. art like that in South Africa. I remember, you know, a lot of art mm -hmm. doing that, but uh, Jill, was it you saying mm -hmm. that you, you've done some upcycling? Yeah. You know, when I moved up here um, to this ranch, um, well, this property that I live on now, um, I found, you know, stuff that was just lying around, old, like, rusted stuff from the previous um, people that had been here. You know, like old wine barrels. And I used oh. the wood uh, from the wine barrel, of course, as kindling when I was burning a fire, which is really not PC anymore to have a real fire. But 
it was nice. Um, and then those round rings, um, mm-hmm. you can take those and make yard art and hang them and make some, you know, interesting stuff like that. And so, yeah, the previous uh, caretaker here had left a bunch of stuff. And um, I just went through it and kept a bunch of copper pipe for making um, wind, wind chimes and mm. just fun stuff like that. That's cool. You know, when we started our radio show, our podcast now, as we have to call it, um, it was six, 16 and a half years, I think it is now. Um, we were mm-hmm. live and we were doing, uh, it was started with the show Champagne Sunday. Johnny, you've been on one before, one or two, I think. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so yeah. back in the day, we were based, when we, this is before we were on the road full time and we lived out by Joshua Tree. And we would have champagne. Nancy and I, when we said, oh, we're going to do this, well, we'll just only do Sunday. Now, look at it. It's like every day we're doing it. But we were only doing Sunday shows and we would have our champagne. And afterwards, we would take our champagne bottle, turn it so that the the bottle where the actual bottleneck, um, we would use them as borders for our plants, especially in cactus gardens and stuff. So we used uh, champagne bottles so that the base was up to the sun and you put them in a slant so that it's you know because you don't want anything straight ah, here it is again i mean come on that's boring so you put them in a slant and then the plants would grow in and around them and it and then so we thought we were you know genius right of course we're not but we went to a national park uh, site mm-hmm. in um it was a bicentennial farm uh the Net- cane river creole national historical park in uh natchitoches louisiana and so it's a bicentennial farm and also plantations and all this history. And we go out there, they have a day lily garden and you've got this big plantation and you go inside in the kitchen and it's all from the fifties because they were still living there, not now, but back then. So it's really trippy, but the garden was all these day lilies and their, their borders were made out of wine bottles. So we felt like, okay, we, you know, we weren't mm. so genius, but this is something that people have been doing for years. So we felt pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. So that's an upcycle yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Gayla? Mm-hmm. You Any know, upcycling? we've been kind of doing the, the minimalist approach. I mean, just really reducing kind of mm-hmm. costs and reducing stuff that we buy and, and recycling things that we can. So uh, it's interesting. You know, I have two, uh, I'm a bonus mom to two uh, 20-year-olds. And it's so interesting to their values and what they want or what they purchase is all recycled. It's all, you know, you can't buy them something new. They, they get offended. So, you know, when they're out there and they're looking for clothes and stuff, it's like, you know, give them 20 bucks and they're at a Goodwill store or out there shopping at, at secondhand. Um, and they're so happy about that. They, they're, they're, they come home and they're like, hey, I scored. Look what I got. And it's like, mm-hmm. they're happier about that. Then if I were to buy them, you know, an expensive pair of jeans um, from the department store, um, you know, they, you know, they appreciate the fact that they've been able to save, not only save money, but they've also been able to to repurpose those things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's encouraging, you know, I look at young people nowadays and, and uh, they have a lot on their shoulders, but, uh, you know, I I really think it's, it's pretty amazing when I see them and, and their values of just looking at things differently than what we did when we were going out. I love it. I love it. And and so listen, sweet. when you get those jeans, you want I the cuts too. under the knee, right? We need to have the cuts. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. stonewash jeans? Like wh- who started the oh, stonewash yeah. yeah. jeans? <laughs> stonewash mm-hmm. jeans. And yeah. then 
I don't know, we used to have to cut things up, you know, we wanted it to look worn out, like, you know, so it's, it's mm. kind of funny how it's all twirled around, isn't it? How things just kind of yeah. cycle right. that way. Right. But I love that. I mean, and the mm. minimalist approach is really cool. I mean, we had to, you know, we, I mean, living in different countries and leaving one African country to go to England or whatever, you really don't take everything. And so we've, we've pretty much got to the point of stuff is stuff. Um, other than your mm. real personal things. And then living in California, we went through a year and a half of wildfires, like major evacuations in a year and a half. Oh, we went yeah. through seven. Mm. And you start to realize like, you know, how much crap are you going to take with you? And then doing this tour, right? we, had a, we, we got rid of, we donated it to um, a nonprofit that helps house uh, people who are experiencing homelessness and so they have apartments. And so they came in and they, they take what they want for their apartment and they're helping them get jobs. Cool. And, and so that was cool. And then we went back home for a couple of years and had to get stuff out of our 10 by 10 storage unit. We realized we never looked at it. And so we got rid of that. So now yeah. we're down to nine by five storage unit of what we own and a car load right. of mm. stuff. And the minimalist thing, like right now we're at the point where we need to purge the car because we pick up brochures everywhere. And now I'm learning photograph notes don't take all the paper you can photograph you know the signs in a park you don't need to take the brochure anymore and i see now the trend in parks is if you take the map or the brochure on your way out leave it for somebody else to use it so there's a there's nice positive things and a shout out to upcycling or recycling i'm going to say is our national park service is actually the first um, entity to do recycling bins in the country Mm. Wow. recyclables yeah so just a little tidbit but cool thank you all for joining us it's been a blast having you on the show please don't be strangers come back have some fun with us uh everyone again here johnny.com go to his website follow him on facebook uh spotify youtube he's everywhere youtube so you can watch the videos mm. that paco makes uh amazing paco is very very talented and of course, keep up with Gayla, uh, Gayla Turner, and her book is Don't You Dare. That's such a badass title, because it is. Now you want to, like you do. Like, cool. I love that. Cool. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Come on. It's truth or dare. <laughs> Come on. Let's yeah. have some fun. Uh, so GaylaTurner.com is a website and keep up with Jill and her music, JillKnight.com. And that's Knight with a K. And uh, Jill, do you perform locally in the Big Sur area? Uh, I perform in uh, Monterey County, San Luis Obispo County. I don't get out and tour much anymore, but I do a lot of local wineries and uh, events, a lot of different events. We go out your way quite a bit back then, um, like Monterey area, like Pinnacles National Park. But we we just drove through your area not too long ago. Maybe it was a year ago. Yeah, the road's open now. Yay. Yeah, (laughs) I think the the road... Yeah, I think we did have detour. Pro- yeah, we went up to uh, Crescent oh, yeah. City and all of that area. Did um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, beautiful area. Thank you all for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. If you are celebrating a birthday this week, what do we all say? Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! And, Happy birthday! Yeah, <laughs> Happy and birthday. if you, yeah, birthdays are cool. You're supposed to celebrate not just today, but you're supposed to celebrate all year. Enjoy your spin around the sun because we love the sun, and um, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com the show every airs every sunday and of course our magazine the big weekly blend that comes out the next day and we also have a page up like i was saying and you see all this in the show notes one link that will take you to the music playlist 
and to everything that links to the holidays. We have a quote of the day, all that good stuff. So just look in the show notes, no matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, where are we? Apple, Google, everything, every Facebook even, when Facebook behaves. But I won't say anything because Johnny <laughs> knows I have nothing nice to say. And this has been a great show. So let's not ruin it. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Take care and have a fantastic week. Thank you.